We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome to a special emergency edition of the Bear Report podcast. It finally happened. There is big breaking news this morning. As we sit here on Monday, January 10th, I'm recording this at about 11.48 a.m. That's because the Chicago Bears officially announced that they have fired head coach Matt Nagy and general manager Ryan Pace, ending Matt Nagy's tenure after four years and and Ryan Pace after, what, seven or eight years here in charge of the Chicago Bears, and a new era will begin right away and this is big and I felt like this needed to be an emergency podcast and unfortunately Aaron isn't able to join me right now we're going to record something later on after George McCaskey speaks to the media at 1 p.m but this is a big day this this is a day that a lot of us saw coming in terms of Ryan, of Matt Nagy but Ryan Pace's future was kind of uh, 50-50 because there really wasn't much you know out there nationally um, aside from the Bears blog putting out his pace thing the other day and, and a couple weeks ago. But nonetheless, changes have been made and the Bears franchise is going in a new direction, and rightfully so. So yeah, I'm just going to kind of take here 15 to 20 minutes to kind of break down um, everything that's happened here over the past two to three hours and uh, more that will be coming here on this busy Black Monday in the NFL um, because Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy weren't the only ones fired. There was actually, you know, the, the news broke early in the morning that Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman would not be returning to Minnesota. And then kind of the shocking one um, was Brian Flores not returning to Miami, firing the head coach after two years of going above 500. But apparently there was a rift with the GM um, and, and quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. But, you know, I'm not here to talk about all those <laughs> firings. I'm here to talk about the Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy firings. And let's kind of get right into it. So going into the season, you know, the, the talk for the Bears was essentially the collaboration. We all heard the meeting that they had last January where they decided to bring back Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy for another year. And they talked about collaboration, mentioning it about 15 to 20 times between George McCaskey, Ted Phillips, Ryan Pace, and Matt Nagy. 
Um, and right away, you could just tell, you know, it was, a, it was a bad decision to bring them all back. They pointed to a six-game losing streak that they had last season as a turning point for their franchise, which made absolutely no sense. That, that comment is still absolutely bizarre to me. But looking ahead, you know, things between Matt Nagy and, and ownership kind of took a turn for the worse a little bit, uh, you know, with his decision to not even make it a, a complete quarterback competition in training camp where the job was just pretty much handed to Andy Dalton. Justin Fields got legit four to five first-team reps with, you know, the offense in training camp was, was inexcusable. And Matt Nagy was planning on playing Andy Dalton the entire season. There's no doubt about it. He, he wanted to play Andy Dalton until the end. He wanted to follow the model that he had in Kansas City with Andy Reid and Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, you know, kind of waiting until maybe there's an injury or the final couple games when they're out of the playoff race, anything like that to play Justin Fields. And while, you know, George McCaskey didn't directly tell him, oh, hey, you have to, you know, play Justin Fields, I I believe there was an influence there um, to play Justin Fields. But yeah, this season, you know, was just pretty much a train wreck. And the bottom line for Matt Nagy was the offense didn't produce. The offense was among the league's worst in points per game, yards per game, third down conversion, red zone conversion, yards per play. Any major offensive statistic outside of the run game was just near the bottom of the league, if not dead last. And for a guy in his fourth year who was tabbed as an offensive guru coming from Kansas City, it just never worked out. Yeah, sure, you know, 2018 was nice, and um, the, the Bears caught the league by surprise, and Matt Nagy won Coach of the Year, Ryan Pace won Executive of the Year, but I don't think a lot of people remember, towards the end of that 2018 season, the offense wasn't really that good, and they were going up against a really bad Eagles secondary in the playoff game, and they managed, what, you know, 13 points, 14 points, whatever it was before the missed field goal. They weren't playing good at all towards the end of the year. You saw Trey Burton kind of... Um, Take a step back. You know, Mitch Trubisky wasn't awful, but he wasn't very good. The run game was good. Allen Robinson was good. But outside of that, they really had nothing. I mean, Anthony Miller had his best season, but he kind of faded at the end there as well. Then you look at 2019, and it was just a disaster. And I think there's an argument to be made that, yeah, it was both Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy's fault. Um, Neither of them really took the step forward, and I think you can really believe that. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both, and I think that's the case. And you know, Chicago misses the playoffs in 2019. The offense regresses. They take a step back. 2020, you know, Matt Nagy wants to bring in Nick Foles, and, and albeit a, a really weird year due to COVID, the Bears just never really found their footing, and they had that six-game losing streak. They they, they weren't very good. Um, they backed into the playoffs because they needed Arizona to lose, and they looked bad in their season finale against Green Bay, and they just, they just weren't a good team, and then they come out and they score, what, nine points in the, in the playoff game with one, you know the only touchdown essentially coming on the final play of the game of Jimmy Graham, which really didn't matter, and I thought that should have been enough. I thought that was right there. You couldn't bring back Matt Nagy. You just, the offense was just regressing, and then we saw it again this year, and you know there were some hints to it. I mean, Nick Foles has made it clear that he doesn't think this offense can work. Um, you know, there's been screen grabs of him and Andy Dalton on the sideline, the Bears having the three quarterbacks, and all three of them having to play this year. And not all that's Matt Nagy's fault due to injury, but it just this did not look like an NFL offense. And Matt Nagy truly got into his own way 
too many times, and I, and I think going back here to Week 18, that was even more relevant. A couple fourth and ones, they decide to drop back and throw it with Andy Dalton. They get sacked twice. They get picked off one time, and David Montgomery standing on the sideline just like, what the heck do I have to do to get the ball in fourth and one? And by the way, David Montgomery converted three out of his four fourth and one chances this season, and the Bears opted to drop back with Andy Dalton, and Minnesota knew it too. So that was kind of just the perfect ending to a bad storm <clears throat> for Matt Nagy, and it just it really showed you know, just exactly what we all knew and thought. I mean, 99.9% of Bears fans. I mean, there's very few that are defending Matt Nagy. That just proved the point that you can't let this guy come back. I don't know what he's doing, what Bill Lazor was doing. It was just a poorly coached game again, and that was just a story of the Matt Nagy era. So, yeah, it, it had to happen. Times needed to change. This offense and this team in general needs to go in a new direction. Now, looking at... Ryan Pace, and I thought that was a little bit of a, a more interesting case. And I, like I said, I do think it came down to the wire a little bit here in the final couple of weeks. And the McCaskey family loves Ryan Pace like a son. He's really close to them. But when you when you hold on to Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace one more year, you can't go into this year and then decide, oh, we're going to keep one, fire the other. They were pretty much a package deal here from last season's meeting and. Ryan Pace has made some good moves. He, he's found some guys. You know, he, he's found um, Akeem Hicks. He, he signed Allen Robbins. And he drafted Roquan Smith. He's drafted David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney. Um, but he's also, you know, had some big misses. And the biggest ones, Kevin White, which is not really all his fault, but Kevin White didn't pay out to be anything. And missing on a quarterback. You could have had Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. And instead, you take Mitchell Trubisky and it kind of sets your franchise back, you know, a couple years. And, and Ryan Pace, you know, didn't really manage the cap well, kind of kept on pushing money down the line. And eventually, you're going to have to pay that money. And his, you know, big contracts of quarterback, starting with Mike Glennon, the $17 million guarantee. Then you give Andy Dalton $10 million guarantee. You give, you know, Nick Foles $21 million guaranteed, plus give up a draft pick. And it's just, that can't happen for this franchise, you have to hit on the quarterback position in order to be successful. And, you know, you can probably excuse the Mitch Trubisky draft pick if, you know, you didn't spend all that money on the other guys and still trying to figure it out. Thankfully, they do have Justin Fields, which I think is going to be a bright spot in the future, and we'll obviously talk about that more um, this offseason and with the new head coach and GM search. But Ryan Pace was, you know, you just couldn't bring him back because of those issues in those situations he, he put himself into situations where he didn't know how to manage the cap well and you had to let guys go like Kyle Fuller you almost had to let Akeen Hicks go you had to let Charles Leno go and you're keeping guys giving big contracts to Jimmy Graham you know players like that it's just it's frustrating and it just didn't work out here for Ryan Pace and you know like I said it did probably come down to the wire but the Bears did make in my eyes, the right call to fire Ryan Pace. And now a search begins. And this is going to be an exciting time for everyone. I, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people were with the site back when the Bears fired John Fox, and that was a very exciting time with the coaching search and bringing in Matt Nagy, and the Bears had what they thought was a franchise quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. I am way more confident that Justin Fields will be a franchise quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. And I think the Bears, 
you know, are going to explore their options. They're not going to go with a guy who's just offensive-minded, quarterback guru, quarterback whisperer, all those things we like to call coaches. Instead, I think they're really going to try and find a well-rounded head coach, someone who can, you know, communicate well with the players, relate to the players, and in a way, you know, have kind of like that Mike Vrabel type feel. Um, i trying to think of other examples out there. Maybe, I don't want to use like Bill Belichick because he's just in his own class of coaches, but a guy that resonates well to his players. Maybe like a Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton type role. I don't know who that guy is going to be. I do think there are some interesting candidates and I put out a piece already today of my big board and I think, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a guy to watch. Byron Leftwich is a guy to watch. Um, Brian Dable, Kellen Moore. Now those, you know, um, Moore and, and Leftwich are kind of two younger guys who don't have much experience. More offensive-minded, have worked with some good quarterbacks, and it would be very intriguing to me, whereas, you know, Jim Harbaugh's had experience. He's worked in the NFL. You know, he, he relates well to his players both at the NFL and college level. The only problem with that is does he want to leave Michigan? If, if the Bears call, I think Harbaugh would take the call. I don't know 100% if he take the job. That's my only worry. But there's other guys. You know, you look at someone like Nathaniel Hackett out of Green Bay. He's an intriguing one. Um, you know, there's a couple other names out there. Josh McDaniels is the hot name right now that, that a lot of people are connecting to the Bears. I, I don't know if he'd leave New England. Um, a guy like Mike Kafka could pop up. Eric Bieniemy out of Kansas City. I just don't know if the Bears are going to go down that Kansas City well again. And there's, you know, the rumors of Sean Payton out there. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're just going to have to all play it out, watch this play out. And first and foremost, the Bears are going to have to get their general manager in line. And they're going to have to find a guy that can come in, a guy with a scouting background, a guy that can identify talent, that can build his staff, and really build your team through the draft. That's something the Bears haven't been able to do for a long time. And that's the way to do it in the NFL right now. Build through the draft and then hit on free agent targets as they go. And... I, I truly believe, I feel really good about this. I, 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 I've, I've never felt really great about the Bears franchise with, you know, McCaskey family and Phillips and Pace, Nagy in charge, I, besides 2018. I feel really good that they finally turned the corner and they finally done the right thing. And we'll see, you know, maybe this press conference starts here in about an hour. Maybe there's more news that drops. I, I don't know. I don't have any inside information on that, but you know, it certainly feels like George was pressured and it feels like he got it right. Now they just have to make the right hires. And again, this is a very exciting time because there's going to be a lot of news popping out. There's going to be a lot of candidates that the Bears hire. And I do expect a general manager will be hired pretty soon. And then they get working on the head coach because, you know, the month of January is going to move fast with the playoffs. And then you have the Senior Bowl near the end of the month. You have, um, you know, pro days will be coming up here in the spring, the NFL scouting combine. So you want to get your staff in a place. And, of course, you know, everyone make sure to just stay with the Bear Report. Um, we're going to have complete coverage of everything moving forward in terms of the NFL draft, this coaching search, the general manager search, and filling out the roster, um, filling out the coaching staff. So it's going to be an exciting time. I'm glad we all get to join together. Um, again, look out for a more detailed podcast on this by me and Aaron later tonight. That will drop. We're going to record this afternoon. And until then, everyone, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Bear Report podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Also, follow us on social media. You can follow the Bear Report, just Bear Report on social media. Um, on Facebook, it's, it's Bear Report Scout. 
And you can follow me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. And until next time, which will be very soon, guys, please stay safe. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.